0: Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, outreach of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, my adoring fans. Get ready for a huge dose of reality and a huge dose of common sense. You it, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage each and every one of you, we... Are winning now. When I say we are winning, it doesn't mean that we give up, but we actually are winning. And there's more victories going on on the side of the right. Isn't it interesting that conservatives are called the right? Uh, Maybe it's because we're right. Anyways, that's um um that's another discussion for another time. (laughs) But a fun discussion because it's just interesting that the left is always wrong, but the right is usually not always right because we got some goofy people that claim to be conservatives but don't act like it but nonetheless for the most part the right is right anyways i as i was saying we're winning we're winning so many battles things that um aren't really being reported or talked about and it's unfortunate they're they're not being reported or talked about even amongst the group that is winning these victories let me explain to you at least one of them what I mean, uh, Ben Shapiro was talking about this. I caught a little clip, and it was only a very, very short clip. And um, he was speaking about how, um, in Judaism, he's Jewish, uh, Orthodox Jews. But in Judaism, many Jews are leaving the uh, how can you say the more woke synagogues and ideologies uh, for, and they're they're going maybe not all of them, but many are leaving the wokeism, the liberal. End of Judaism and starting to attend and um, attach themselves to Orthodox Judaism. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. So, uh, what are some of the uh, Jewish um, sects? You have the liberal, you have the reform. um, So, all the basically the modern ones that are very much getting away from the words of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and Teaching other things, all this wokeism. Um, now they're losing members. Thank you, Jesus, for this. Now you say, Well, they're Jews. Why would you thank Jesus for it? Well, Jesus was a Jew, and God's doing something spectacular in the Jewish community. But the same thing is happening in Christianity. These liberal churches and these liberal um denominations are losing people and Many, not all of these people, some of these people just refuse to go to church anymore. But some of them are finding churches that just teach the truth from the Word of God and the Word of God only and all the Word of God. And it seems like those churches are growing and those churches are moving forward. Even at my church, sometimes, you know, I can be uh, a little rough, people say, but I'm just telling you what the Word of God says and I'm breaking it down, doing my best to break it down in a real-world way, and more and more people are finding that palatable, where a few short years ago, that wasn't palatable to a lot of people. Just leave me alone. Let me do my thing. But now they're realizing, people are beginning to realize that this wokeism, liberalism, all these dumb-isms don't work, and what's traditionally been working for thousands of years, well, it still works, and it gives meaning to life and it gives direction to life. So um, again, that's one of the reasons why people are leaving these more liberal, left-leaning, woke synagogues and churches, because they don't provide any direction for life. And what they do teach and what they do preach does not work. It leads people into further depravity, depression, uh, you name it. And they're not getting what they really, really, really need. So And they're leaving and finding churches that will actually give them and synagogues will give them direction and uh, really show them that there really are absolutes in our world. Absolutes, you know, it's no longer, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. Well, that's your truth. My truth is, and da, 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 they go on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about your truth, my truth, their truth, anybody else's truth. It's about the truth. You don't get your own truth. I don't get my own truth. We all have to face it and just accept the truth. And the word of God, the Bible, starting at Genesis, going all the way through Revelation, that's the truth. As a matter of fact, Jesus said it this way, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So in Jesus, the words of Jesus, in the life of Jesus, in, if you will, the religion of Jesus, that's where the truth lies. And so people go to these Liberal churches, these liberal synagogues, because they're, they seemingly are freer, not as legalistic. Do what you want to do and still be good with God. But these people are still depressed, still having anxiety, still having all these uh, triggers in their life. Instead of getting healed and strengthening and being strengthened in these areas, they're triggered, they're depressed, they're, um, they're full of fears and anxieties, they're taking all kinds of meds uh, to, to, to calm their nerves when all they really need is Jesus and the truth. Well, Jesus being the truth, that's all they need. And where do you find Jesus? In the word of God, not parts that you like, not parts that you want, all the word of God, including, and even sometimes, especially those areas that might seem hard to accept at times. And, um, And sometimes it is hard to accept, but let me tell you just what happened in my church just recently. This gentleman starts coming to the church. He had some things going on in his life, and I'll just be frank. I won't give you any details because I didn't get permission from him, So, but but he was living a lifestyle that... um, well, it was, according to the Word of God, sinful. The church that he went to before, he had this sense, I'm doing it, something's wrong in my life, and I, I I don't think the way I'm living is right. So he goes to the pastor and says, Hey, pastor, you know, I don't think I'm living right. And the pastor says, Don't worry about it. You're okay. You're fine. And he's still not, something's going off. Something's wrong, all right? So, um, make a long story short, he and his girlfriend end up breaking up. He comes to our church. He starts hearing the truth straight from the Word of God, just honest, open, straight word of God, and he came up to me afterwards, he says, some of that was hard to hear, but I want to thank you for just telling it like it is, and he says another thing, he says, that is really refreshing to me, he says, I've always been uh, um, kind of told and taught that I can't be masculine in church, I just can't be a man and enjoy the things that men enjoy, see, he was a military guy, and and he he's just, he's not a wimp, okay, but but he felt like church kind of made him a wimp or wanted him to be a wimp. He comes to my church and I'm telling the guys, man up. Let's be men. Let's do things that men love to do. You don't have to hide that here. Just purify it. You can still be man, a uh, man. You can still be masculine. You can still be strong. But let's just purify that. To to turn it from being harmful to protective, but let's be men. And he found that extremely refreshing. So he found the truth, even though it was difficult to stomach a little bit here and there. But he found it refreshing in this sense that at least somebody stood up and told him the truth straight from the word of God. And um, you know, it, it kind of made me feel good. But it's like, well, whether he said anything or not, I would. I, I'm that's just who I am. I'm going to do that. If if the Bible says it, I'm going to teach it. Because trust me, ladies and gentlemen, there's things in the Word of God, in the Bible, things that Jesus said that prick my heart as much as it does the other one. And I have a choice. Am I going to line myself up with God's Word? Or am I going to come up with some foolish doctrine to excuse away um, why I don't need to follow God's Word, which then is sin. Well, sin keeps me from heaven. Sin keeps me from God. Sin keeps me from a righteous life that can be blessed by God. So I am even going to face those difficult things, shift my life into the place where I can do my best to walk in an upright position, upright place with God so that I could be free from all that nonsense, even if it's difficult. And then it puts me in another place where I'm a preacher. I got to choose, you know, and, and this is one thing that I've actually been told by other preachers. You will chase people out of your church if you preach on certain subjects, well, then let the chasing begin, because if I find it in God's word, and especially if I feel like the Holy Spirit saying, that's what you need to teach and focus on today, or this week, or this month, or this year, then I'm going to do it. And if people get chased out of the church from the truth, well, then they get chased out of the church. But what I have found, ladies and gentlemen, is that, that is not the case. There is such a small, narrow sliver of our culture and society that will run from the truth. I mean, because most Christians, most Christians want to have a relationship with God and want to have a right relationship with God. So when it comes to these more difficult things, most, I'm not going to say all, but most Christians deep down want the truth. The problem is we've had too many churches that will offer a watered down message that's not complete truth it's not the whole counsel of god it's not complete and people still want easy on one hand they might want something a little bit deeper a little bit more forthcoming a little bit you know in your face if you will but at the same time we also want easy it's like everybody wants to get that that body you know that that bodybuilding body they want to get in shape they want to look good you know they want to have some muscles and ripple but not everybody wants to get into the gym and that's kind of the point that I'm making. So deep down, every one of us wants that healthy relationship with the Lord, but not every one of us wants to do the work, put in the work to get there. So I said all that to say this, it's a good day in America when people start stepping away from that liberal ideology, uh, liberal doctrine that does not work. And it's proven over and over and over again, not to work. And people step away from that to go to more, if you will, orthodox preaching, teaching, kind of churches. And when I say Orthodox, I don't mean the Orthodox church. Just churches that are going to preach the whole Bible, believe the whole Bible, and take it for what it says and not trying to explain it away, you know, um, and just take it for what it says and run with it. And and uh just, you know, as they would say, put out all your cards, put them all out on the table. That's what the word of God says. Now it's up to us to live up to it. Well, you know. No, there's no well you know. If it says it in the Word, God would not have put it there if it's impossible for you and I to live up to it. We can live up to it. And it's time that we start doing it. So anyways, it's a good day in America when more and more and more people are starting to rise up and want to take control of that and take part of that and find churches that really will... um, Just give them the truth. So it's a good day in America, ladies and gentlemen. And I suggest to every one of you, if you go to one of these watered-down churches, and you know if it is or not, you know if it is or not, come on. Is there people sleeping around in the church, you know, living with their boyfriends, living with their girlfriends, sleeping around? Um... Committing adultery or worse, and the church is not addressing it, teaching on it, or maybe some of these people don't even realize that that's sin. If if that's the case, then you're going to a watered down church that's leading you to hell, not to heaven. It's time that you, um, you know, really make some adjustments, leave that church, and find a good Bible preaching, Bible teaching whole. We used to call it full gospel church. Find a good full gospel church that's going to teach you all the Word of God, and not throw away or poo-poo, any part of it. So you know. Anyways, uh, it's a great day in America because of this. As I was saying, a lot of good things are happening all around us. As a matter of fact, yesterday I had went on a rant. Okay, uh, maybe it wasn't a rant, but anyways, I was talking about SB 14, and this was the bill that was shot down. This is a bill that would have made it uh, the punishment tougher for repeat offenders, not first-time offenders, but repeat offenders of child sex trafficking. So if somebody snatches up a five-year-old, a six-year-old, seven-year-old, uh, all the way up to 17-year-old, and trafficked that child for sex, um, this bill would have made the punishment uh, stricter and tougher for those who have are repeat f- offenders. Because I don't know if you understand this, but I believe we read yesterday that a person who traffics children for sex. When caught can get about 12 years. However, that 12 years could literally be whittled down to four years for good behavior, and they call it credit. So if you do things that the court system or the jail system really likes, you get these credits, and those credits could take time off of your uh, stay there at the hotel prison in uh, California. And so again, if you get sentenced to 12 years which i believe was the max you know now there might be other things that could be attached to it or whatever but about 12 years is the max it could be cut down to only four think about that ladies and gentlemen down to four years so imagine somebody snatches up a five-year-old child trades that child in the sex business gets caught gets caught gets gets um the maximum four or i'm sorry 12 years but as a model um criminal a model a citizen of their jail systems, prison systems, and they let, they're let out in four years. That child is only nine years old. Put that into perspective. That child was raped, molested, abused upwards of five to 10 times a day. And that person that was responsible for all of that can be out of prison before that child even hits their 10th birthday. Put that into perspective, ladies and gentlemen. So anyways, uh, Shannon Grove, a Republican from Bakersfield, comes up with SB 14, which will make the the uh, punishment stronger and uh, stricter for repeat child sex trafficking um, perverts. And it was it came to this committee of public safety in in Sacramento. There's um, six Democrats, and it's run. This committee's run by a Democrat, and there's two Republicans. Well, of course, the two Republicans vote yes. Let's make this as, as strict as possible on these perverts. But the six Democrats all refuse to even vote, which means the whole thing gets shelved. Okay, And that happened on, I believe, Tuesday of this week. By the way, today is Friday, July 14th. So Tuesday, <clears throat> this, take, this vote takes place. Wednesday, people are up in arms. Thursday, people are up in arms including other democrats now see some of you might say see democrats aren't so bad oh, come on get no nah democrats it was the six democrats that refused to even vote on it okay keep that into perspective all right none of those democrats even said a word about it or changed their mind until yesterday thursday two days after the vote why because of the public outrage and the political outrage. That came against him. Not because they decided, oh, this was a terrible thing to do. What was, be- was because of the outrage. So if Democrats only do the right thing because they're pressured into it by the voting, the people that would vote for them and their peers, then they're not good people. Because good people do good things regardless of the backlash, regardless of who praises them or regardless who comes against them. Good people do good things Regardless, whether anybody's watching, anybody's giving a high five, or anybody's writing them nasty letters, they're still going to do the good things. So these uh, Democrats, one in particular, I believe her name was Liz Ortega, she only says, oh, I think I made a mistake because of the backlash she had. The, the head of this committee, Democrat from Los Angeles, what was his name? Uh, Reggie something-something. He, um, I don't think he's said anything on it. I mean, maybe he has, but I haven't seen anything or heard anything from him. But our good old wonderful left-leaner Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom, he steps out onto the scene and says, wait a minute, this is a bad thing. That should should have passed. Even though he realizes most of his friends could be uh, um, in prison longer for the things that they do, he was still wanting this to po- um, to pass not because of the implications, just, hey, this is a good bill, let's, let's protect these children. No, but because of the political backlash he was facing. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we're at. And I want to read to you an article, and this is out of the Sacramento Bee. I don't know if the Sacramento Bee, it's a its a newspaper. I don't know if it's a Sacramento Bee is more of a left-leaning newspaper or a right-leaning newspaper, but this came out of the opinion section. And as I was reading this, it dawned on me, it dawned on me that the opinion section of new, most newspapers these days has better truth-telling and better news, you know, uh, actually discussion of the news than what you might call the professional section of the news reporter's and the journalists whose job and training it is to actually report on the news. They do such a horrible job that when somebody giving an opinion piece hits the nail on the head better than the actual journalist. Now, I don't know, maybe the gentleman, his name is Tom Phillip, who wrote this. Maybe he is a professional. I don't know him. But this is from an opinion piece in Sacramento Bee. And it's called, California Democrats Deserve to be Embarrassed for bungling sex trafficking bill. And again, opinion. <coughs> and this was published July 14th, um, 2023. So that's today, earlier today at 9.28 a.m. This was published. It says Senate Bill 14 had all the ingredients for legislation that was destined to sail through the California legislature. It elevated the sex trafficking of minors to a serious level felony on multiple convictions. It had a boatload of bipartisan support. It sailed out of the Senate. Now, this is in California, ladies and gentlemen, the California Senate, 40 to one, to zero. That was the vote. 40 in favor of it, zero opposing it. Then it reached the Assembly Public Safety Committee. And on Tuesday, it died without a single Democrat voting for it. Ladies and gentlemen, keep that in mind. Listen, again, am I going to become political? I I don't think at this point that's even relevant. It's even a, you know, it's a matter of, uh, you know, uh, I really wish you wouldn't get political. Honestly, this isn't even about politics to me. And I hope it's not to you. This is about morality. This is about protecting our children, the children of this state, the children of this world protecting um the families involved and putting some pretty nasty disgusting perverted people behind bars for a long time so anyways it says on thursday it was a different story a bipartisan outcry led by governor gavin newsom caused the bill to come back before the committee whose members promptly voted for it uh save for mia bonta and isaac brian who abstained well we'll talk about those two in a minute but this is where this guy's opinion piece this is He does a really great job in the rest of this article for the most part. But here this, no. He says, a bipartisan outcry led by Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, No, Governor. Okay, I'm going to educate you just a little bit, Tom Phillip. Gavin Newsom did not lead this outcry. It was people uh, like you and me, ladies and gentlemen, that led the outcry. It was Republicans who are serving in California who rose up and let an outcry gavin newsom jumped on board because he saw the political winds shifting in uh, against him and against the democrat party and against this committee so by virtue of that ooh, i've got to get on the right side of this the right side of this ladies and gentlemen by the way the republicans are called the right conservatives are called the right so he says i got to get on the right side of this and he puts out a statement And now people are hailing Gavin Newsom as though he did this great thing. Well, don't get me wrong. He did a good thing, but really for the wrong reasons. Not because this is in his heart. He knows this is going to hurt most Democrats because there's so much perversion in the Democrat Party. Let's face it, ladies and gentlemen. But for his political future, he has to be on the right, the conservative side of this. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, and Gavin Newsom. If you just get on the conservative side on everything, everything, this state would be in much better condition on every level. The uh, financial status, the economics, crime would be down. People would not be leaving in droves. I saw a meme the other day that Gavin Newsom is employee of the month of U-Haul. U-Haul Center, you know, they, they rent out the trailers and the trucks so people can move. He's the employee of the month because his policies are so horrible that people are leaving California in droves. And U-Haul, I don't know if you guys know this, but U-Haul and those types of moving companies that rent the, the trucks and the trailers and such to move, they're having a hard time because most people used to rent a truck to move across town, you know, or... I don't know within an hour distance of where they lived, <clears throat> but now people are li- leaving the state, so they have to rent these trucks one way. Well, nobody's coming back with them. I want you to think about that. Nobody's moving back to California, so it used to be because I used to use I used to work for U-Haul many, many, many moons ago. So we'd have these, you know, um, they would rent them two different ways, you know, in town kind of rental where you're going to pick it up maybe on a say a Friday night and drop it off Sunday morning. All right, because you're just moving relatively close. That's how most of the, of the moving trucks are rented, you know. And then they had the one way. So it, the person that's, say, moving from California to Texas, well, it was just written up in such a way that when they drop, they'll drop it off at a U-Haul center in Texas and it'll be okay. And it used to be that then there would be somebody in Texas that would move to California and either that or a very similar truck would make its way back. The problem is now, because Gavin Newsom and his, his uh, policies that from the Democrat party, from that liberal party, so many people are leaving California, but nobody's coming back, that they actually have to send crews of people to these states to pick up trucks to drive them back to California just to keep uh, the stock, if you will, the lots full here, because so many people are moving one way and not coming back. And so when I say this, please don't. Don't give Gavin Newsom a pass just because he put out there, oh, yeah, we need to look at this again because this was a good bill. Well, of course it was a good bill. And your guys, the guys who take their cue from you, Gavin, shot it down. Anyways, let me let me go on. The issue exploded far beyond the merits of the bill and exposed the excesses and arrogance within the California legislators' dominant one-party rule. Such power comes with a great responsibility to respect the views of the majority of the legislator and the public at large. The Democrats on the Assembly Public Safety Committee ignored that responsibility on Tuesday to their great embarrassment on Thursday. Now, you see, I agree with that. I agree what he says there. I disagree that Gavin Newsom is leading this cause, but I do agree that the Democrats on the Assembly Public Safety Committee... They are extremely embarrassed, and that's the only reason why some of them, not even all of them, are backtracking and go, oh, I, uh, I made a mistake. Yeah, you made a mistake. says, efforts to toughen sentences legitimately face questions given California's prison overcrowding and budget constraints. But as Republican Health Flora of Ripon told the Assembly on Thursday morning, the choice on SB 14 was straightforward. Pick pedophiles or children. And I agree. Um, Those Democrats had this choice put right there on their desk, right in front of them. Pick the pedophiles or pick children. Protect pedophiles or protect children. And who did they choose to protect? Pedophiles. Sick and disgusting. Now, there's a picture here that I'm looking at in this article. And by the way, I think I'm reading, oh, Sacramento Bee again. But there's a picture here that I'm looking at from this article. And the, the picture is, It's kind of like in the chambers, Um, so it's shot between a few heads. You know, you see the back of people's heads, and the person in the center of the picture is Democrat from Los Angeles. He's the Assembly Public Safety Committee chair. His name is Reggie Jones-Sawyer. Remember that name, because when he comes up for re-election, do not let him be re-elected. Reggie Jones-Sawyer, Democrat of Los Angeles, Assembly Public Safety Committee Chair. And it says here the Assembly of Public Safety Committee Chair Reggie Jones Sawyer, Democrat, Los Angeles, taps the gavel after California lawmakers revive a bill. Listen to this. Revive a bill Thursday, July 13th, 2023, to enact harsher punishments for child sex traffickers after Democrats blocked it earlier in the week, prompting involvement from Governor Gavin Newsom and legislative leadership. So here's what happened, ladies and gentlemen. On Tuesday of this week, they voted against this by not voting at all. So they blocked it and they chose pedophiles over children. They protected pedophiles, perverts, child molesters, child sex traffickers over children. The children that I know you and I want to protect and they're supposed to be to protect because that's the assembly um, public safety committee. So they weren't care. They didn't care about the safety of the public, especially if they're children. So that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, there was such an outcry from people, even on on the House floor there in the committee chambers. There was such an outcry of people that were just broken hearted, angry upset i'm sure they had cards and letters and and telephone calls and facts and everything just storming in that by thursday ladies and gentlemen two days they shoot it down on tuesday and now they re re, um they look at it again on just thursday that was yesterday so on tuesday they said we're not voting on it which shot it down wednesday they received backlash thursday oh 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 maybe oh you know maybe i didn't read the whole thing i did i misunderstood something oh you know um um my friend called and just clued me in on it i i just made a mistake let's do this again and they voted on it again so just keep that in mind ladies and gentlemen the the back and forth of these democrats is very telling the article goes on to say as author shannon Grove. Republican of Bakersfield, told the committee on Tuesday, "'Human trafficking is exploding in cities across our country. The horrendous practice could very well easily be defined as the crime of our time. Sadly, California is a hub of human trafficking. Because of various credits for reduced sentences, a Californian convicted of felony sex trafficking can only serve a handful of years.'" Grove spoke of a member of her district who was convicted of sex trafficking involving a 15-year-old girl and was released in less than four years. So here's a guy convicted of sex trafficking, a 15-year-old girl, and was released from prison in less than four years. The serious felony status is the foundation of the three strikes law passed in 1994. Serious and violent felonies can result in sentences of 25 years to life on the third conviction. If its opponents then and now question its value as a deterrent, supporters say it is a matter of the sentence fitting the crime. I hope, said Grove, that we can all agree today that repeatedly selling minor children for sex, Forcing them to be raped over and over and over again every single day should be considered a serious felony in the state of California. And I agree. Miss Grove, Republican from Bakersfield, I agree with you 100%. It is a sick and perverted society, and in this case, it's a sick and perverted committee that can't figure that out and cannot see the wickedness of raping a child, a minor child, over and over and over again every single day. It most certainly should be a serious felony everywhere in the world, but here in the state of California. Says the committee heard directly from a victim of the crime, Odessa Perkins, a survivor, head of the nonprofit Empowerment, that seeks to improve conditions for fellow survivors. I am here to say I was molested and raped repeatedly by black and white men and even some women, Perkins says. It does not matter the race. What matters is saving our children. As she testified, Perkins must have had a sense that her words were not reaching the majority of the committee. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever spoke before a group of people or a committee, you can often tell when they're really listening and when they've tuned you out. You can often tell when they care about what you're saying or when you're just bothering them. Get through your speech so you can shut up and sit down. <coughs> and I'm sure that this, this lady, Perkins, could see that because... It says here, as she testified, Perkins must have had a sense that her words were not reaching the majority of the committee. I am here, and I look at your faces, and I wonder, do you care? So Perkins says. The eight member committees, two Republicans, Juan Alanis of Modesto and Tom Lackey of Palmdale, quickly voiced their support and moved the bill for a full committee vote. That was to be the last support the bill would receive, so... Two Republicans, Juan Alanis of Modesto and and Tom Lackey of Palmdale, right here in my home, um, my own backyard, were the only two that supported this bill and they happened to be Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, keep that in mind. Who went on record with this vote that they wanted to protect children and keep these perverts behind bars so they wouldn't hurt people? It was only two Republicans all the Democrats on that um, committee turned a blind eye and walked away and refused to vote. It says, Isaac Bryan, Democrat of Los Angeles, shared his reasoning against SB 14. Now, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is Isaac Bryan, a Democrat. This I'm going to help you get into the mind of a Democrat for just a moment to understand how... I almost said how they think, but um, the fact that they don't really think much. They're just... I don't know, they're parrots, um, they're sheep, whatever. But anyways, Isaac Bryan, Democrat of Los Angeles, shared his reasoning against SB 14, saying, All evidence has shown that longer sentences don't actually stop things from happening, he said. All they do is increase our investments in systems of harm and subjugation at the expense of the investments that communities need not have this be a problem To begin with, Isaac, Bryan, you, sir, are an idiot. Let me go back to the first part of that. Um, All evidence has shown that longer sentences don't actually stop things from happening. Okay, that right there is a crock. It is so loaded with bull, I can't even begin to understand this moronic statement and the people that voted for this moron. I'm going to say it again. All evidence has shown that longer sentences don't actually stop things from happening. So... Uh, Mr. Brian, Democrat from Los Angeles, if some pervert who molests children and sex traffics children, if he's behind bars, locked away, not out on the streets, but locked in our prison system behind bars, how can he traffic children the answer to that mr brian i'm going slow so you can understand me the answer to that democrat from los angeles isaac brian is he cannot continue to molest children as long as he's behind bars so at least with that one pervert 100 percent of his crime is under control and not happening do, do you understand that i mean do, do you see that I, I hope you understand that all right take a deep breath Isaac Bryan, Democrat from Los Angeles, take a deep breath in and out and now sit and meditate on that for just a moment. These criminals can't continue committing crimes against children when they're locked up behind bars. So let me rephrase what you I think you meant to say. All evidence has proven That longer sentences do actually stop things from happening. (laughs) God. If this wasn't so sickening, ladies and gentlemen, and so mind-boggling, it would be funny. But it's not funny because these are our elected officials who represent you and I. Again, this is a Democrat. Let me go on. He said, again, all they do is increase our investments in systems of harm. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen, it costs us a little bit more money to keep people behind bars than just release them on the street. But he says, all, um, all they do is increase investments in systems that of harm. How is keeping perverts, criminal perverts, criminal perverted sex traffickers behind bars, a system of harm and subje- subjugation? Subjugation, I'll say the word. How? And it says, at the expense of investments that communities need and it says need not have that problem well of course they don't need to have that problem but why do we have the problem with these pervert sex traffickers snatching up our children and putting them into the sex slave business why do we have that problem oh because they're not behind bars isaac Bryan, democrat from los angeles Please, anytime, pull up a chair and I'll educate you on some common sense things. I don't know that you'll ever really understand it because apparently you do not have common sense. But at any time, listen, I'll be happy to sit down and share with you some common sense. Maybe a seed of common sense will be planted in that little mind of mush of yours and it will grow and flourish someday. I highly doubt it, but let's give it a shot. Why not? When criminals are behind bars, they cannot hurt other people. All right? That's just a no-brainer, ladies and gentlemen, that's a no-brainer, okay? And when criminals are behind bars, that's an investment into our culture and society because they're not on the streets destroying people's lives. They're right where they belong, behind bars. And I, I I, know a way, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know a way. We all know this. We know a way, all of us, on how we can really bring a much swifter end to this. Put all these child molesters in what they call gen pop. The general population of the prison. Do you know, in, even the prisoners in these prisons have a better idea of how to deal with this nonsense than our politicians. Do you know how they do it? They'll find that guy dead in his cell because they don't like um, child molesters. They don't like these perverts. I don't know if most of you understand that most of our prisons, the child molesters, the child sex traffickers, the child rapists, they all have to be in their own little section. To protect themselves from the gen pop the general population of that prison. Let's just put them in general population and let nature take its course. Anyways, let me see where am I? Let me see if I can't get this moving. Back to the article. <clears throat> it says Liz Ortega. Now in my last podcast, I dealt with Liz Ortega a little bit because she was the one that came out and went, Oh, um, I'm I think I made a mistake. Yeah, duh, Liz. So Liz Ortega, Democrat from Hayward, and that's up in the Bay Area, agreed. Three strikes has shown it has failed many in our community, she said. Sending someone to prison for the rest of their lives is not going to fix the harm moving forward. Um, Liz, Liz, it it really is clear that you've spent too much time in the Bay Area. In all the fog up in the Bay Area, you you, you didn't get the sun. You know, the sun wasn't shining on you. You weren't getting your vitamin D. Um, Your brain hasn't developed all that much. So let me help you. Okay, let me just help you here. You know, um, sit down, relax, take a deep breath. Um, I don't know, take a sip of coffee or water, whatever you drink. And and, and, and Miss Ortega, Democrat from Hayward, listen to this. On one hand, the three strikes laws has hurt some people. However, when it keeps a pervert who's destroying children's lives by putting them into the sex trade business where those children can be raped five to 10 times a day, every day, then that is one of the positives, many positives, by the way, of the three strikes rule in california so that if somebody commits a crime sex trafficking they get out in their four years which is disgusting to begin with they do it again they should be in there and 25 years isn't even long enough but again miss miss ortega um democrat from hayward liz ortega democrat from hayward okay listen maybe you need to get out of the um, bay area just a little bit you know, uh, spend a month somewhere else breathing in some good air without all that weird fog and smog and the green smoke from all the druggies there in your Bay Area that you guys have allowed. Get your get your head together, your brain together, your mind together, and then you can figure these things out. I'm sure you can figure them out on your own. I mean, I would like to think that you were smart enough to get uh, elected, elected. you know, so you, you were smart enough to do that, or... Did you get elected because you just appealed to all the potheads and the and the and the heroin junkies and the homeless naked dudes taking poops on the street there in San Francisco and in the Bay Area? I don't know. Maybe you were appealing to them, but real America, normal America—you know, the normal people that work hard every day, pay their taxes—we want these three-strikes laws. We want. These repeat offenders removed from culture and society, taken off our streets and put behind bars, especially those who rape children, snatch them up and put them in the sex trade business. Those ones, right up there with murder. Probably on the same level with most of us. We want them behind bars for a long time. So yeah, um, Miss Ortega, Democrat from Hayward, you blew it big time. Committee Democrats, the, the article goes on to say, committee Democrats tend to vote as a pack. Yeah, that's like... Animals. Animals tend to do that as well. <clears throat> Anyways, committee Democrats tend to vote <clears throat> as a PAC with Chairman Reginald Bry- uh, Byron Jones Sawyer, Democrat from Los Angeles, as PAC leader. He said that there were existing sentence enhancements that prosecutors and judges apparently were not using. Adding enhancements, they still may not do it, he said. At the end of the day, what we want is to protect these women. <clears throat> Well, he said he wants to protect these women, um, but the, the, really the core of this is about protecting children, um, Reggie. It's about the children. Did you even forget or maybe you didn't even know what SB14 was all about? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know, ladies and gentlemen, some women, of course, will benefit from this, but it's really about the children. So, Reggie. Do you even know, it? Uh, okay Reggie, if you're listening to this, at the time that this was, you're here in California, just so you know, you're in California. Hey, where am I? You're in California. You're a Democrat. I know, I know, I know. Please don't get upset just yet. Don't get too upset. We're going to walk you through this, Reggie. You're a Democrat from Los Angeles. I know again, I know, Democrat and Los Angeles, two strikes against you. I mean, if this was a crime, you'd be subject to at least two strikes here. You'd be put away for like 25 years, but don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, You're the one that makes the laws. You don't have to follow them, you know, or so you guys think. Um, And again, Reggie, dude, get out of Los Angeles for just a little while. Get your head together again. Kind of like what I was saying to, to your cohort, Liz, you know, up there in the Bay area, you both have that same basic problem. You've been breathing in all this Los Angeles air filled with smog and, and, and diesel smoke and all that weird green smoke that seems to be coming from the people that support you yeah 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 reggie maybe you just need to get away from that all get your head together get your mind clear you could think clearly and then you will know what sb 14 is all about it's about protecting children from sexual predators and criminals that would want to rape them every day all day long okay all right um and and you know I know, we got to take this slow, Reggie, but we'll get there. All right. Let me continue with this article. I'm almost done, ladies and gentlemen. All Democrats on the committee declined to cast a vote that would normally seal a bill's fate for the year. Instead, the PAC had lit a political fuse that would soon detonate. On Wednesday, in a brief exchange with reporters, Governor Gavin Newsom said he had contacted Senator Grove in appreciation for her efforts on this and wanted to make sure she knew that today the issue is one i care deeply about have since my time in san francisco mayor as a supervisor working with district attorney kamala harris <laughs> so i mean by that you could tell he's lying because all up there in the san francisco bay area as a supervisor as a mayor uh now uh, governor he worked with kamala harris he don't care about these children ladies and gentlemen he got caught in the political crosshairs, and that's why he flip flopped on this. It said, oh, I better say something. So everybody thinks I'm tough on crime. No, he's not. He's a wuss. Anyways, let me go on. Newsom signaled that the fight over SB 14 was not over. We will be following that up. He said Wednesday, we will have more to say on that very shortly. Suddenly, minds began to change. On Tuesday I made a bad decision. Assemblywoman Ortega tweeted Thursday morning voting against legislation targeting really bad people who traffic children was wrong. Oh, you think? I regret doing that and I am going to help get this important legislation passed into law. On the assembly floor Thursday, Brian moved to allow the Public Safety Committee to rehear SB14 which they Passed. So ladies and gentlemen, it is now passed. Jones Sawyer forbid any comment or committee comments. It is up for a vote only, he said. So here's the guy that is leading the pack, as this opinion piece says, like an animal. And the rest of his animals don't even bother voting for it. It should be shelved. The political backlash was so great that they brought it back for a vote, but he wasn't going to allow any other comments on it. He wasn't going to allow anybody to say anything about it. We're just going to vote on it. I mean, it's like a little four-year-old who's not getting his way. Fine, we'll just vote on it. And it passed because many of them realized, many of those Democrats realized that they made a mistake. Oh, they, they know they don't care about the children. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not where they realized they made the mistake. They made the mistake politically by making their political supporters upset that was their mistake they're not focusing on the children because again reggie here the head of this committee says oh yeah we're gonna you know protect some um, you know uh, who is oh yeah women no reggie it's about the children Uh, let me finish this is almost done bills tend to have their toughest vote in the policy committee in the second house the author typically does not have friends and connections in the other chamber and the policy committee has the greatest expertise on the subject. Many bills rightly die there or get amended in significant ways. That is the way the system is supposed to work. The system can break down, however, under dominant one-party rule. A committee majority can feel emboldened to make decisions that neither reflect the majority or the committee's own party nor the body at large. When that happens, democracy fails. <clears throat> that is precisely what happened Tuesday. That is the only explanation for the committee's sudden and spectacular reversal on Thursday. Well, no, that's not the only ex- explanation. I gave the truth. They only reversed it, and they only wanted to bring it back for a vote. They did re- understand they made a mistake, but they don't care about the children. Their mistake in their mind was, oh, uh, my, my donors, my supporters are mad at me. Let me do a revote." And apologize i don't care about they don't care about the children come on ladies and gentlemen they don't care about the children because this was a no-brainer to begin with this was a no-brainer to begin with and they refused to vote on it they don't care about the children they care about their political futures and their political futures were on the line and in my opinion they should still be on the line as a matter of fact none of these democrats none of these democrats in california should ever be voted for again don't be that one that votes for these wicked individuals that are destroying children's lives. All right, one more, one more. In the end, do not blame this or any committee. I, I See, this is where the guy writing this opinion piece just gets off in the left field. It's like, dude, you were doing so good. Now you're an idiot. Don't blame this committee. No, blame the committee because it was the committee that stopped this, ladies and gentlemen. It says, he goes on to say, blame the legislative leader who picks the committees and allows rogue ones to per, uh, perpetuate. I agree with that. But we should blame both because this guy is responsible for putting people there to begin with. Yeah, he, he takes the, the, the most blame. I agree with that. But we need to blame Reggie and Liz and Isaac on that committee. And all of those six Democrats... That refused to vote. They're all guilty, including this guy. So blame the legislative leader who picks the committees and allows rogue ones to perpetuate. The assembly has a new leader now, Speaker Robert Rivas of Salina. All eyes should be on Rivas and his next moves. The underlying problem was not resolved on Thursday. Well, no, it wasn't resolved because there's still Democrats that are in those uh, positions and in in those chairs and in those um, committees. They're still Democrats. They're still Democrat politicians running this state. So the underlying problem was not resolved. And the underlying problem will not be resolved until people like you and me, ladies and gentlemen, your average Joe, who just wants to work his life, work, um, buy a house, build a family, be left alone, until we start voting these idiots out of there, these perverts out of there. And I'll just make it easy. Stop voting Democrat. Until we stop voting Democrat, these people are wicked, these people are evil, they're immoral, they're ungodly, they're unrighteous. Until we stop voting for them and we vote some righteous people in, we'll we'll never cure the underlying um, cause of all of this. It's not going to be resolved until people stop voting Democrat. It's as simple as that. Thank you for choosing Table Flippers Podcast. To find our merchandise page, go to gwcclancaster.org. Then find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and it'll take you right there. Until next time, have a fantastic day. Say goodbye, Chippy. Goodbye.